ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Could Joe Biden's support for Israel hurt his re-election campaign? Tomorrow, the president faces his first test in the critical battleground state of Michigan, where Democratic dissent is on the ballot. A movement led by a group called Listen to Michigan is encouraging Democrats to protest against Mr Biden's stance on the war in Gaza by voting uncommitted in the primary. And while Joe Biden is expected to win tomorrow, some insiders are worried about his chances in the swing state come November. Abdullah Hamoud is the Democratic mayor of Dearborn in Michigan, which became the first Arab-majority city in the US last year. Mr Hamoud, welcome to Breakfast. Thank you so much for having me. You're the first Arab and Muslim mayor of Dearborn. You're also only 33 years of age. What's it been like leading the city over the past few months? You know, I often tell people that when I ran for office in 2021, I ran to ensure that your garbage was picked up on time. And I never imagined that I would be at the forefront of leading conversations as pertain to foreign policy. But when that policy impacts your residents directly, it'd be irresponsible to walk away. You have many constituents who have family members in Gaza right now. What are they telling you about their views and their feelings about the situation that's still unfolding? I mean, it's absolutely horrific. We had a resident come before a council meeting in which he described losing 80 family members uh, since the horrific events of October 7th. 80 loved ones, 80 innocent lives. And for us, that's inexcusable. Um, And so for many who hail from Gaza, who hail from uh, Palestine, who, uh, you know, uh, are watching as their villages get wiped off of the face of this earth, um, it's, it's very difficult to watch. And they all, in addition to feeling a sense of uh, sadness, of, of anger for what's unfolding, knowing it's fueled by our U.S. taxpayer dollars, they also feel a sense of betrayal by our president. You'll be voting uncommitted in Michigan's Democratic primary tomorrow. Can you explain why you've made that decision and what it means? In Michigan, we're one of the few states that provides an actual option of voting uncommitted in the presidential primary. And for me, it simply means that no president has earned my vote. You know, I have a very simple value statement. And that value statement is, I do not believe in the killing of any innocent man, woman, or child. And I'm looking for a president who believes the same, that there's no qualifier to that statement, that there's no justification for that statement. And that presidential candidate has yet to emerge. How do you and your community reflect on the lives that were taken on October 7th in Israel? You know, I think we condemn the loss of life of any innocent man, woman, or child. Um, Absolutely. And for us, the events, obviously horrific events of October 7th, but that's not the onset of what unfolded overseas. You know, we were tuning in on October 6th, because if you look to October 6th, um, it was the deadliest year on record for those living in the West Bank. If you look for the last 75 years, we have watched as tens of thousands of our family and loved ones um, have lived under occupation and apartheid. And ultimately, I think in this moment in time, what we have to work towards, we have to roll up our sleeves, is a just solution for the Palestinian people to end the cycle of violence. Some of the high-profile names uh, within the uh, democratic movement have uh, put their support behind this campaign to vote uncommitted. Um, do you think that the democratic establishment is taking notice within the party? I believe we have certainly made waves as it pertains to this movement. 
And the way that we frame this is, you know, this is our opportunity to use the political tools we have to hold this president accountable. That our votes are not just given for granted. You know, we all speak as people, as community members, and I imagine the same for you, that you want elected officials and you want community leaders who put people first. And that's what we're doing. We are, uh, we have the audacity to put people above political party and to put people above sitting president. And that's the message that we're trying to send. You wrote in the New York Times that up till a few months ago, you firmly believed that Joe Biden was one of the most consequential and transformational presidents uh, since FDR. How much have things changed in your view? Over the last 130 plus days now, they've changed drastically. You know, I cannot look to the transformative legislation that has been passed under this president. And I, and I, and I speak to this legislation that other presidents were not able to accomplish in two terms. But the scales of justice will not allow you to look away from the over 100,000 dead, wounded and missing and say that their life is disregarded because of some landmark legislation, especially for a city like Dearborn. Dearborn is a culmination of immigrants and refugees from across the globe, especially many from the various Arab diaspora. And for us, what's unfolding overseas is extremely personal. Critics would say that this might boost the chances for Donald Trump. And I know that you're not a fan of Mr. Trump. What's your response to that? Uh, I, I hope that President Biden is listening to that. And I hope that President Biden understands that there is a risk to being so close to Benjamin Netanyahu and the most right-wing government in Israel's history. If we want to prevent the unraveling of American democracy, then President Biden needs to heed the concerns, not only of us here living in Michigan or in Dearborn, but folks across the country to withdraw that support from the most right-wing government in Israel's history to prevent the unraveling of American democracy with a potential re-election of former President Trump. Can you paint a bit of a picture for us of uh, Dearborn and the way that it's changed over the past few decades and now it has become uh, the first uh, Muslim-majority city in the US? Um, you know, so, so Dearborn is uh, a working-class town, the seventh largest city in the state of Michigan, the fastest-growing city in the state of Michigan, roughly 110,000 residents. And um, it's typically the starting point for many migrant communities, first the Italian, the Polish, German um, and what you found in the 70s and 80s and moving forward was a lot of migration from many Arab countries. And largely it was as a result of the Industrial Revolution and the uh, automobile industry. Many families came over to work on the line um, to find jobs and strong unions with the UAW. My father delivered truck, uh, delivered steel, uh, driving truck. And um, what you also found was every time there was four, four, four foreign policy decision making, so whether it was, uh, you know, the war in Iraq, the war in Yemen, the war in Syria, you also found migrations of new communities finding themselves and resettling in the city of Dearborn. So we're a very welcoming place. Um, and that's what makes Dearborn so beautiful. You can come drive on a historic road called Altor Road, where you have the nation's largest mosque sharing sidewalk with three churches. And that's the type of community that we are. Abdullah Hamoud, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's Abdullah Hamoud there, the, the young Democratic mayor of Dearborn in Michigan, which became the first Arab-majority city in the US last year. And, of course, Michigan, a vitally important swing state uh, ahead of the US presidential election, and there'll be primaries there uh, tomorrow. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.